Hey, we are coming to you live here in the Monster Studios, ladies and gentlemen. A big, big event is about to come down. This is the fifth year of this event, and they're looking to push numbers of, what, 100,000, 200,000? Yeah, Sky's the limit. It's as fast as this guy's finger. We have live conquest <laughs> happening once again. Give it up for BTMC hey. and Justin. For having us. Yes. Thank hey, you so much. No problem. First time, or well, second time in the Philippines? Second time for me. Yeah. Right. Tell us first uh, what Conquest is all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Conquest is basically like the way we explain it to people is it's the Coachella for nerds, basically, mm -hmm. right? So it's a it's a hundred thousand person event featuring everything that people love nowadays in pop culture. So gaming, comics, anime, tech. We even have K-pop, J-pop. EDM. Basically, if you're like into any kind of pop culture, Conquest has it all. It's kind of like a modern Comic Con. Hey, yeah, okay. that's cool. And I mean, so since you know all about Conquest, what is your position with Conquest? Yeah, so I founded Conquest back in uh, 2017 when I was in high school. So Conquest in really Conquest started as a I know that started as a high school graduation project. I was like Iloilo doesn't really have a lot of events, so I was like let's bring this kind of event to Iloilo after seeing it because uh, I've been working in the gaming industry since I was 14 mm -hmm. and I was like hey I really want to bring something like this to my hometown mm -hmm. after working on events myself mm -hmm. so I brought it over there it grew a lot to the point where eventually it grew past Iloilo and now here in Manila Young blood. And you know when you wonder does he have game? Yeah he got game you know what I'm <laughs> And another one yo I saw your videos I saw what you're doing that's the fastest fingers I've ever seen in my whole life I appreciate it Alright so you know Tell us about the gaming. How did you get started in this? Right? Oh, with Osu? Yeah. So, yeah. so most people know me from from a rhythm game called Osu. I actually uh, started ga my my gaming adventures through uh, a block game called Minecraft. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys uh, know yeah, about that. Yeah. But uh, I eventually transitioned into Osu uh, just through friends, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I've been playing the game for almost like ten years now, mm -hmm. and and it's been it's been a crazy journey uh, so, so far. So you know, if you're seeing the video, if we're in, doing the interview now, you're seeing the video there. He's just it's just a bunch. Buttons is he's chilling, chilling. So, how does it go? Is it by points, combos? It's like dance, dance, revolution for your fingers, right? So, the basic synopsis for Osu is you click circles to the beat, right? So, if you think of games like Guitar Hero, Dance, Dance, Revolution, or more recent titles like Beat Saber, things like that, it all falls in under the rhythm game genre, right? And with rhythm games, like it's it's a huge incorporation with, with music. So, um, with Osu, the, the thing that differentiates it from any other game is that it's all community. Led. So every single beat map that's created is all led by the community. Uh, all the moderation for the game, all the tournaments for the game are all pioneered by the community. And it's really just a team of like one, maybe two people at the top who are just pioneering uh, the, the development for the game. That's so amazing. it's really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing. So I mean, like, um, with everyone just being hands-on, have you ever created a beat map before? I, yes, I've yeah. tried. I'm not very good at it. And so, so like, there's an entire theory behind it, an entire like subsection of the OS community that are all really passionate about making uh, beat maps that represent music. It's a form of expression, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, you're basically creating the intensity. You're taking the intensity of a song and then mm -hmm. making that, turning that into difficulty in game. Mm -hmm. So usually, when you have a, par a part of the song that's like the chorus where you're jamming, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, this is yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. You want to feel that in difficulty in game, right? Yeah. You want to make players suffer at those points. So. Oh my wow. god, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh <laughs> now, in god. comes the skills, the physical part. You know, you can have the nicest keyboard and and you know all the comfy stuff, but the finger. 
dangerous. Is there any workouts? Do you do like finger push-ups? I hear the cracking. Is there any special <laughs> vitamins or diet? You know how it is yeah, you go to a fight, true. you go on a regimen, you do your cardio. Especially when it gets to the top. So I'm a, I'm a top 100 player within the game. Wow. I've been the uh, top 100 for a couple of years now. And uh, many players at the top uh, run into issues with their with their hands because uh, they, they, they don't take adequate breaks. They don't do proper exercises. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do have this like sort of regimen with, with my stretch, hand. Show the stretch. Right, so it's really just like common uh, hand exercises, which honestly anyone who does any sort of like desk job mm -hmm. like or, or yeah. cubicle job, anything where you're on the computer for a very long extended period of time, you should be doing these like hand exercises throughout the day just to make sure that your wrists don't... Show, show them your fingers. Look how buff his fingers are, right? right? Actually, <laughs> actually, there's a thing. I'm not sure if the camera can pick, pick it up, but my left arm is actually bigger than my right arm yeah. because, because of how fast that, I go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just been through like 10 years Normally, it's the right arm that's bigger. Normally, it's the right. I'm right-handed. But for so. you, hey, you got both, brother. Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. Oh it's cool. So, so with that being said, with the whole workout and everything, did you ever find an injury? Like, you know how it is. Like, mm -hmm. the, you know, in your knee, you got an MCL, ACL. For you, is there like a... A dislocated finger all of a sudden. Uh, I'm not sure about dislocating a finger. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you have to do some pretty crazy stuff to pull that off. <laughs> yeah. But um, many players do find themselves with either carpal tunnel, uh -huh. RSI, or tendonitis. I believe that's mm -hmm. that's the word. Uh, for me, I got close to getting tendonitis. Uh, uh, I felt this like really sharp pain in my hand uh, all of a sudden. This was when I was playing OSU for around 10 hours a day for like two weeks straight. 10 hours a day. And, uh, I was hooked, man. I love this game. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up going to see a doctor, and they were saying, "Yo, you, you're." overworking your wrist it's, it's part of your job right I do this full-time yeah. uh, so because it's part of my job it's kind of hard to like limit that sort of strain but uh, they just said okay you're, you're you're just showing symptoms if you just take a break then you'll be fine right mm -hmm. so that uh, taking breaks in a combination with just doing hand exercises I've, I've never had an issue ever since yeah true I was gonna I, I know you mentioned you do this full-time yes how does it feel to have this as your job full-time and it, are your parents supportive of it yeah, a real job. Why don't you be a nurse? Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly yeah. so, so this is the problem that I feel like a, a lot of people who are trying to get into more non-traditional mm -hmm. uh, careers nowadays, they're having a bit of a struggle because their parents mm -hmm. don't understand what this new, what the new generation, uh, like the potential and the careers and the new opportunities that are there for those people, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to content creations, uh, when I when I was explaining this to my parents, they were like, what is this? Go, go to college and, and, you know, get a real job. Yeah, Which, yeah, yeah, for yeah. most people, that is the correct way to do it, yeah. right? And, and of course, my parents are only, you know, giving that sort of suggestion out of love. Yeah. But I saw an opportunity that I felt like no one else, like you, 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 all, you have to win the lottery in order to get into a position true. where you can yeah. have a chance to take it, uh, true, take it true. full time, right? Mm -hmm. So I saw that sort of opportunity and I managed to convince my parents to actually at least one year take a, uh, try it to make it, make it work. Funny story, actually. So um, I w it was after high school when I decided to take it full time. Okay. Um, I was working at a movie theater, scooping popcorn. Oh, Butter, ripping tickets, the butter putting butter. I got it down. Yeah. I, was do, I was doing this like uh, it's called layering butter. When oh, you put yeah. in, when you put yeah, in the popcorn, it on, online. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got game too. <laughs> <laughs> game strong. Popcorn's important. Exactly. Yeah. But the funny thing was, is that at that movie theater, uh, I was making seven twenty-five an hour, which is the, which is minimum wage in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, but. Uh, I was making more money in a week of streaming than I did working an entire month at the movie theater. But because it was a traditional job, I felt more secure there. So I was really like, I didn't, f I, I, was, I was afraid to leave it, right? Mm -hmm. But I decided to tell myself on my one year anniversary, uh, working at that movie theater, I would ask for a 25 cent raise. And uh -huh. if I got it, I would stay. 
That could be a sign, right? It, yeah. it could be a sign, right? Maybe I, maybe I like work my way up, be a manager of you know ripping tickets or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, Jedi of popcorn. <laughs> and I was one of their best employees too. I, I had a close relationship with my manager. I knew the owners of the place as well. I I, I was good friends with all my coworkers. But I didn't get the raise. Mm. I, I, they you didn't give me a seven twenty-five. Yeah. They didn't give me seven fifty. That's all I asked. Yeah. So that's when I, that's when I drew the line. I uh, went full time uh, uh, after quitting that job on my one year anniversary, and it's been smooth sailing ever since. Which it's wow. it's it's such a bless it's such a blessing. I mean, you asked for the yeah. sign and you did, you did get it. I mean, with you as well, Justin. When you were putting up conquests, I mean, was that something that you wanted? You're like, all right, was there a sign that okay? I could probably do this, you know. What are the challenges as well? Yeah, I think the challenges when it comes to Rain Conquest is really mm -hmm. like willing something out of nothing into like some, <laughs> oh, into like, you know, something. It's, it's a, it, I think one of the challenges, right, was like start trying to start a global event with no resources like yeah, if, if you've ever watched like Iron Man or like those movies there's like that meme like in a cave with a box of scraps yeah true, true. Like, like it's like we literally started Conquest in a cave in like a small apartment in Iloilo that was our first office in a, with a box of scraps mm -hmm. like I, I wouldn't even say we had a box of scraps we, we didn't have the box of scraps even uh -huh. so the thing that really gave us a sign that it was gonna work was I think like it was even like until two three conquests in when mm -hmm. like I first saw like like this sounds kind of funny because no one everyone hates lines right mm. but when I saw people wrap around the convention center in Iloilo like three times so it was like it was like a giant snake right yeah, yeah, yeah. like the snake uh, wrapped around the venue three times On I was the like queues, huh? I, I was like all right all right this like first of all let's fix this problem about the line but second of all it's like we're probably onto something if this many people love what we do mm. yeah and wow. there you go wow and I mean uh, yeah uh, they would say that in Wayne's world book them and they shall come mm -hmm. and they came when you, when you know what I mean that was cool congratulations on this mm -hmm. yeah you know for those that are tuned in for those that are listening to us on air or watching us you know we have Conquest founder we got him here we have Justin of course Gamer, the one and only BTMC yep. in the building joining us for the second time Kayla yeah, um, I mean, what can those that are going to be attending for the first time, what can they look forward to that might be something different this year? I think what's really different this year is that last year uh, we were only at one venue, so we were at mm -hmm. the SMX Convention Center. This year we're doing something a little bit new for the Philippine scene in general. We're doing five different venues. Oh so what we're doing is we're basically turning the Mall of Asia con uh, area into like a theme park. You know, we kind of call it like a Disneyland because yeah. there's like 12 different stages. There's five different venues. You really got to plot out your weekend. Like a lot of people already have like a giant map of the place uh -huh. and they're like already like trying to draw oh, up like, or I'm going to start here where like the, the artists are. I'm here. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go to the music stage. Then I'm gonna go to a panel to learn something. Mm -hmm. Then I'm gonna probably try out some new games or some new like gadgets at the tech area. Mm -hmm. So I think this year, uh, the new thing people should expect is, well, for lack of a term, a lot of walking, because because uh, <laughs> okay. it is a, a multi-venue thing now. So we've we have the convention center. We booked out the whole Conrad Hotel. We booked out all the hotels nearby. So good luck getting a room. Uh, we got uh, we we booked out half the mall basically. Wow. Basically, it's if you're into anything gaming, anime, tech, like you will. This is like uh, Disneyland for you. You know, it's uh, and this has never been done before in the Philippines. It's never been done in the Philippines. It's never been done in Southeast Asia. So we have about like uh, we have close to six digits of people coming. Like, can you remember all the acts? I can actually. Like, yeah. if, if you want me to list down all 60, I'll probably Go, do. Go, break it down. All right, we got the Rose, Lily Pichu, Saikuno, Valkyrie, Fusely, uh, slightly. Uh, not, not, uh, what, what's this guy? Uh, who's uh, Scamly people? We yeah. got. Uh, we got uh, BTMC, Tuanto, Atsu, <laughs> Atsu, Dish, Bao, Anthony Chen. Uh, what's this one? We got. Uh, 
well, we got we got all the scamily uh, uh, we got all the scamily like friends. We got uh, Nekopi, mm -hmm. we got a uh, slice, we got Shoto, we have Aeonix, little things, so skate, Libran comics. Okay, I remember all of this because I had to book everyone's plane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so it's like these are wow. basically in general. If you if you like gaming, music, anime, comics, there is something for everyone here. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, oh, how can they get in? Is it for yeah, free? Yeah. Is there tickets? Where can they buy the tickets, mm -hmm. if ever? And how much are the tickets? Yeah, so until tonight at 11:59 p.m., we have the pre-sale price of 800 pesos a day, no. 2,000 mm -hmm. pesos if you go all three days, mm -hmm. and then tonight at 11:59 p.m. increases to 1,000 pesos a day. Mm -hmm. So for 1,000 pesos, you got a lot of shit. You get your, uh, mm -hmm. you have your ticket to the event. You have the loot bag that you get. So we partner with a lot of like amazing local brands mm -hmm. to basically give you some freebies and stuff. You know. Mm -hmm. You get some bread when you got it. Hey. You got soft hey. drinks. So it's like, you're not going to get hungry while you're walking around, you know? Yeah, find this out and yeah. yeah, why not? <laughs> hey. and, and then, uh, obviously, access to all of the panels, all of the concerts, the music stuff. Really, it's like from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. So much content for you to have. Three days, and there's a content Amazing. station too. Okay, another question that I got top ahead. If I'm going to go there, is there a specific time? Like, or at this time, this will be happening, this stage? Or at this time, it's going to be on this stage? Or is it all simultaneously? Something's happening. Yeah, so basically at all times of the event, something is happening because we have 12 different stages. You know, every stage has a different focus. So we have the main stage where there's the music stuff, the big creator stuff. Then we have like an eSports stage where we have... Uh, it's this thing our company runs called the Alliance Games. It's basically like the U app or like the NCAA for like gaming esports. So we have all the top universities in the Philippines competing in esports. We got oh, Ateneo. So we got Ateneo versus La Salle competing for Yeah. Yeah. So our company, Akaterina, outside of Conquest, actually, because uh, obviously Conquest is like a one once a year thing for us. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like our culminating event. The thing that we actually do on like a day to day basis is we run the uh, collegiate league or like collegiate circuit for uh, gaming, basically. So we have. Uh, our company is located across the Philippines, the rest of Southeast Asia and Brazil. We have about 2,000 schools that we're partnered with. So pretty much any school you go to in the country, Brazil, or the rest of Southeast Asia, there is a gaming club that's partnered with us. Wow. That's so that's, that's, that's the reason why we've kind of grown so much is because, you know, we have a community where people are growing up, basically, true, you know. True. At the end of the day, people, look, people tend to, like, align towards places where they grew up, which is, like, school. Mm -hmm. So if you grew up with gaming, if you grew up with, like, what we're producing at our company uh, while you're in school, then you're more inclined towards like being participating in that. In fact, like all of the people working at our event, like our volunteers, our crew, they're actually all like student club officers from their from like their gaming clubs at their school. So they're all they're all gamers as well. So there's passion yeah. and dedication there. Yeah, like it's it's like they're all getting like really good experience. They're getting paid to like work on like something that gives them a, a lot of like like. Uh, you know, mileage in like the gaming scene because mm -hmm. the entire reason why I started in gaming or why I started Conquest and like the company we have is because I wanted to find a way to provide the same opportunities to people mm -hmm. like young people, the opportunities I, did, I got when I was starting out and the opportunities I wish I had when mm -hmm. I was starting out. Mm -hmm. Such a such a wide vision, yeah. you know what I mean? At 22? 23. 23! What insane. am I doing yeah, with my life? Incredible. Right? Amazing. I know you mentioned like the community. So yeah. if people can't come this weekend, but they're interested in like somehow mm. joining the Conquest community, how can they do that? Yeah, so you can go check out uh, academy.com. We have like a directory. We have like a we have, have like an app where you can like check out and like learn about all the different things we do. Mm -hmm. We run tournaments, educational workshops, we run community programs. Like if you probably go to like a school with like more than like 500 people, then there's probably an Ekaterina club in your school. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
All right, so that's something to, to look forward to. BTMC, last question. Yep. If I was going to get into gaming, I'm pretty much a newbie. <laughs> what are the new things? You know, I only play PlayStation, man. You know what I mean? Hey, so there's nothing what wrong with that. You're thing? one of us. Yeah, what's, uh, what's the first thing you, you advise if you want to be in the, you know, the top 10 or the top tier of these gaming? Oh, that's a tough question to ask because uh, I'll, my first thought is like uh, when, when people think of like the top tier gamers, they always look towards like their peripherals, their computers or, or their, all their gear that they have that makes them like that good, right? <laughs> Which that does play a major factor, but I feel like people fall into this little pit, like a, a, a pit of like, okay, if I want to be good, I need to buy, gotta uh, buy this, yeah. this, this, this mouse and this keyboard, this monitor, this PC. But really, when, when you take a look at most most high-level esports players, they start off with what they have, mm -hmm. right? They, they have a passion for a game, a game that they love, and they will try their best to get as good as they can with what they have. And what they find is that as you get better and you do hit yes. skill ceilings, and, and. when you do buy something new that does increase your skill ceiling, you can actually feel it, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas for a lot of players, they start off with all, they're like, okay, I need to get this mouse first and this keyboard, and then when they get in, they suck. Yeah, right. Maybe you guys make fun of that. It, it happens. It happens so much because, yeah. like with the Osu, there there are different ways to play the game. There's yeah. uh, most people when they start out, it's uh, you just play with your mouse and you click circles using your mouse, aiming with the mouse, clicking with the mouse, etc. Right. But as you evolve and you get better as a player, you incorporate your keyboard to tap instead of clicking. So you aim with your mouse on your right hand or left hand, and then with your other hand you tap. Right. But. Uh, the preferred way for many top players is with a tablet, like a graphics tablet that you used to draw with. Pen, yeah. yeah, exactly. And those things can last go anywhere from like $20 or, or and it goes up and up and up as you get for higher end tablets. But when you start off with a tablet and a keyboard and trying to get into that game, you suck. Mm -hmm. Right? So like, what's the point of getting all this high end peripherals if, sure, you're, sure. if you're not going to be able to make... But it looks good online! It does look good. Though. It does look good, right? So I, I think my main piece of advice would just be to find a game that you absolutely love, that you're willing to play no matter what, because you genuinely enjoy it. Not because of the competitive scene, not because of... It's popular. Yeah, because of popular or clout, but because you actually have a genuine interest for the game. Because without that, that passion, you're going to burn out. The amount of hours that it takes for you to get good at a game, you're going to have to work, basically have, it's basically two full-time jobs. But if you're having fun with it, that goes, that's nothing. Right? Yeah, true, true. true. Yeah. Yeah. For exactly. those who are tuning in, we have the people from Conquest. They are joining us, BTMC, Justin. Here on the show, we do have all our random questions. You know, so sure. <laughs> how much is your electric bill? My electric <laughs> bill? Oh, that's, been a, that's very interesting. So, like, yeah. back in, in the East Coast. So I'm from the East Coast in uh, uh, a state called Virginia. VA. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, over there, I think my electric bill is around, like, $60 a month, which is that's really good. That's good. Yeah, okay. Well, coming to LA though, things have yeah. changed <laughs> because yeah, everything, sure. everything is, uh, is more expensive in California and living on the West Coast and, and stuff. But uh, the only problem is I don't actually know what my electric bill is because my roommates handle all the utilities. Uh, so I'm sure. They just text okay. you, hey, it's how much you got paid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how I, about you? I mean, you're a gamer. Mm -hmm. What's the average time and how much is the electricity bill, you think? Mm, you know, the funny thing about working in the gaming industry, and I'm pretty sure Ed can relate, is that the more you go deeper into the industry, mm. the less time you have to play games. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah, so I think my electricity bill right now, I mean, I just moved back to the Philippines after mm -hmm. like a couple years in the U.S., uh, it's around like one thousand, one five pesos oh. a month. So it's, it's oh, not, it's yeah. not that, it's not that bad. Just for the AC yeah. and the internet. Yeah, just AC, yeah, internet, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean. Uh, 
probably actually don't get a lot of playtime anymore. Like, we actually have a joke on our on our team that like my favorite game is like Microsoft Excel, Google spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh true, true. That's the thing I spend the most time in. But yeah, I mean, I still try to play sometimes. You know, like couple couple times a month, maybe on the weekends. But with like Cockless Prep coming up, that's probably even zero. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like your work basically takes over everything, and yeah. it's the same way with streaming as well. Where like because playing video games is my job, it's it's very hard to find time to play games outside of like streaming, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My my question is, what does a typical day look like for for you and then for you? Justin, I think okay. you should go first. <laughs> oh, okay. So my days starts off a little weird because like uh, I work at the night shift at our office, okay. so I leave the office at like five a.m., six a.m. to go back home, mm -hmm. sleep for a little bit. I sleep two times a day, so mm -hmm. I sleep and I, I do this thing called biphasic sleeping. Basically, do sleep like I sleep like two. I, I sleep like two three-hour clusters a day rather than like one long six-hour, seven-hour sleep. Mm -hmm. So go home, sleep for three hours, cook breakfast, go to the office, grind stuff out, go to the gym, mm -hmm. then like sleep for a little bit, then go back to the office. Mm, okay. What's it called? The sleep? Biphasic sleep. Okay. Biphasic sleep. I was actually okay. looking into that. That's really cool that you actually so you do get that. a lot of things done. Yeah, right? exactly. Because yeah, we, we deal with a lot of like people in America because our you know our team's pretty spread out across the world. We have an office here in the Philippines. We have people in San Francisco and Brazil. Mm -hmm. So as the guy who helps handle like our finance stuff and like our number stuff, mm -hmm. uh, I kind of have to be awake at like true. like both yeah, time zones. That's true. That must be brutal. Yeah. So, so I'm like, uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's morning already. I thought I was just talking with someone who was evening. I was like, oh, wait, I was calling them and it was the evening, but it's actually morning here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mr. International, right? Yeah. Call me Pitbull, Mr. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's what it's about. Now, if you guys weren't gamers, what would you guys be doing? If I wasn't a gamer, what would I be doing? Oh, that is a tough one. So, at least in the, in the States, uh, the traditional path is, is to go into college mm -hmm. and, like, uh, get a job and, and, you know, live life that way, right? But for me, it was really tough to go into that direction because uh, my family was struggling to afford it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I really had this sort of divide where I was like, okay, either I take out a bunch of loans, student debt, and go, go into that traditional path, which has a track record of being successful, but it's not something that I'm, I'm really passionate about, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that I figured out about myself personally, going through the content creation route is that I love having control over my own business right mm -hmm. so if I didn't go into content creation I would definitely try to find something where I'm either providing value to people running a business mm -hmm. uh, and and finding ways to you know make it myself without having someone else above HR me. is the key <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. right HR yeah. how about you I mean if I wasn't in startups or gaming I'd probably be a chef I mean, I actually came from like cooking before. You were I a master gaming. chef. Like yeah, I was a master chef, like junior master chef before. Really? Yeah. So when ah. I, for one episode, okay. Right. So, so like like so I, I was in one episode, got eliminated instantly. What'd you cook? Uh, so my audition dish was like uh, uh, pancit pink salmon with ratatouille. So that was like my mm. signature dish at the time. Uh -huh. mm. So and then uh, and then for my second dish, I made like Sicilian lamb chops, I think. But mm -hmm. like uh, so I was like. Cooking had the same role as like gaming for me before. It was like my hobby, but then I realized, you know, I don't think I want to cook for a living. I kind of want to just do it for fun. Mm -hmm. So I found one of my other hobbies to do uh, to make it to a career, which is gaming. Yeah. Hey, wow. Look at cool. this. Look at these guys. Yeah, man. amazing. You know what I mean. So if your dish before was uh, the salmon and then um, ratatouille, ratatouille and lamb chops. What is your current dish? Mm, probably kare kare. Oh. Yeah. So it's like hair care. 
care care. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's like you know, it's, it's kind of like a peanut stew. It's the one we had at uh, that restaurant the other yeah, day. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, oh, it was really nice. good. So you know, I, I actually went to the U.S. on a scholarship after I so I spent a bunch of years here in the Philippines, first eighteen years of my life got a scholarship to actually do gaming stuff in the U.S. when oh, I was in college. Great. And then when I was in college in the U.S., I was like, damn, there's no good Filipino food here. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, we got Jollibee, but that was a two-hour drive away. Oh there was uh, Filipino restaurants, but they were super expensive. So I was like, all right, time to, like, learn how to cook, like, Filipino food. Maybe mom was right that I should have learned how to cook Filipino food earlier. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah, true. That's cool. Yeah. Like, you guys are so resourceful. I know. So awesome. Here's a tough question. Sure. Greatest game of all time for you. All consoles, all systems, greatest game that you've played that for you that's the GOAT of video games. I would have to say Minecraft. Mm. Minecraft. Like that that game is uh, to me like it, it plays an important role in my life because it's basically like my introduction into gaming, right? Mm. But also the way that it's designed, like the fact that you can do literally anything and, and make a cre like create the world into like the way that you want mm -hmm. is, is so cool. It's called a sandbox game, right? Mm. I love sandbox games. I think sandbox games have so much potential. Mm -hmm. And then also, the community aspect is so important, mm -hmm. where there are different servers that you can play on, where if there's a, a certain game that you can think of, you can create it inside of Minecraft. World, there's so yeah. much possibilities yeah. with that game, right? Which is why I'm really excited with, uh, with Riot Games. Uh, they have a title called Hytale, mm -hmm. which is basically going to be a competitor to Minecraft. So Minecraft does have a couple of different issues. It's, it's, it's been trying to foster a sort of competitive scene for a very long time. There are different yeah. servers that have like rankings and stuff. Stuff, but there are fundamental issues with the netcode that makes it very difficult to make it competitively viable, which Riot Games has been uh, looking to. It's going to get in there, right? That, yeah. Whatever that void is, the competition is going to Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Minecraft at the moment has been like my, my gaming goat of all time, so. Um, Minecraft, you. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Because oh. it's, it's uh, <laughs> primarily because of the fact that the entire reason why the game is successful and the reason why it's still a super popular game, like 20, 23 years after it came out, it came out 2003. So it's actually older than a lot of people who attend our event. <laughs> but, uh, so, and, and the crazy thing, right, it's a game that's still super popular. Like tens of thousands of people play it across the world. But the, the reason why I think it's one of the greatest games, if not the greatest game of all time, is for two reasons, right? One is because it's a sandbox. It's like, it's kind of a game, like, unlike other fighting games or other, like, competitive games, like, Smash is a very, like, freestyle kind of game. Mm -hmm. The joke is that other fighting games are, like, rap. Other fighting games are, like, rock. But mm -hmm. Smash is, like, jazz. It's all about freestyling, making your combos, mm -hmm. using the environment to your advantage. The second reason is because the entire reason why the game was successful is accidental, like, the entire reason why the game is popular is because of bugs in the game that made the game faster and more fun. And it's kind of like, Smash is, the, uh, the running, like, reputation for Smash is that it's the game that should have never been popular. But it is, wow. right? Game, yeah, because it's like jazz. Is it? yeah. Yeah, You're yeah. not just stuck to the whole jab straight and a fireball combination or something, mm -hmm. like Street Fighter combos, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right, cool, man. I was going to ask, you mentioned jazz. What kind of music do you guys enjoy listening to? While you're playing, right? Yeah, while you're playing. Oh, that's, that's a really tough one. So I used to listen to a lot of like uh, hip-hop and rap in, mm -hmm. in the States, but ever since I started playing Osu, like you play so many different genres mm -hmm. of music because uh, with Osu, it's a community-driven game. Right. If people enjoy a song, they will upload it over onto Osu with its own beat map, mm -hmm. and then like you can play those maps to rise up the ranks. So in my journey of getting to, to the to the top 100, mm -hmm. I played such a wide variety of songs. I've been introduced to so many different songs. Speed metal. Yeah, the speed core is is, is a really popular genre on Osu, but uh, it, it's allowed me to like find like. 
uh, charm in every single genre. <laughs> but if I had to choose one specific one, I would definitely go with um, probably. I would say metal. I think metal, metal. does have like have it has it has um, soul to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Wow, cool. So well, you know, we still got a couple more random questions on my end mm -hmm. and your end too. <laughs> Can you remember how much was the first check you've made, and what did you buy with it? The first check in the whole gaming thing. I remember my first like YouTube check was like six dollars, and I thought that was cool. <laughs> But if we're talking about like, uh, I, I think when I first went full time on on Twitch, like uh, the first paycheck after that, uh, I think it was around like three thousand dollars or something. Wow. Like that. Which which like on the East Coast, like uh, after uh, working for seven twenty five an hour, like that's incredible. Yeah. That, that is life changing, right? And it was the most amount of money uh, that anyone in my entire family has has. So did you go back to your money. boss and you say, "Yo, <laughs> buy you, buy your whole. friends, and theater popcorn." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't a small town, I would definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what did I spend it on? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always been like, I, I love the the entrepreneur mindset, and mm -hmm. the entrepreneur mindset is all about reinvesting into mm -hmm. yourself, mm -hmm. into your business to make it grow even faster, right? So I literally just took that paycheck and just uh, bought better streaming equipment, better peripherals, so I can play better. Mm -hmm. You know, like the mouse and the keyboard yeah. and stuff, yeah. right? Uh, and they call and, it peripherals. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah exactly. there's something new today. Yeah. So so just reinvesting into myself and my business to make sure that I can I can be the best player that I can be and make the best content that I can. Hey. Mm. Okay. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and how about you? I think the first paycheck I got was like for like 5,000, 6,000 pesos back mm -hmm. in high school when I was a... Uh, $100. Yeah, $100 <laughs> basically when I was uh, writing for a couple of websites here in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I used, uh, similarly enough, I used it to... Uh, I actually used it to travel to an event, uh, mm. in a, I traveled to an event in Manila, and then do coverage there, which got me like, it's kind of like some of the ed, that like, I used it to fly to Manila to do content at an event, and that event paid me money, mm. so basically it's like uh, reinvesting it back yeah. into my career too. These guys are entrepreneurs, Amazing. oh my god, For those that are watching, they're going to be joining us, of course, we have Justin, we have BTMC, the big event happening this weekend, invite everybody. Mm -hmm. Hey everyone, would love to invite you to Conquest Festival 2023, Coachella for nerds, basically everything gaming, anime, pop culture, tech, music, we got K-pop, we got all the big streamers in the world, June 2 to 4 at the SMX Convention Center, and more. And how can I get tickets? So you can get tickets at conquestph.com slash tickets. Tickets start at 800 pesos until tonight. After tonight, they, they go for 1,000 pesos. So if, you, if you're interested about the event, be sure to buy your tickets now because we only have 2% left. Oh. Wow. Wait for After two refills. Hey, okay, okay. So it's already run out twice. Wow. That's why we added wow. him on IG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, your Same. message to all the upcoming gamers or they're playing now, but they're sort of plateauing. You know, how can they keep on going? How can they improve? <sighs> My message to all the gamers out there. I think it's definitely to stay with stay with your passion, right? Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes your passion will come and go with a game, right? And sometimes people will question whether or not they should stick with a certain game that they've poured so much investment into or if they should jump ship into another one. And it's really just trying to understand yourself of like, 
what do you really enjoy doing? If you start to lose interest in a game, it might be time to move on to something else. To a new game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what makes being in a competitive eSport environment so difficult because it requires so many hours, but it also requires you to stay dedicated to that game, which a lot of people typically like lose interest over mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. So, But there have been success stories of people jumping ship into other similar games and still finding success. A textbook example is from for Counter-Strike Global Offensive, mm -hmm. where there have been many professional players who were super successful but when Riot Games announced their new title Valorant they jumped ship to that game mm -hmm. and they found a huge amounts of success that Counter-Strike couldn't even match it's it's wow. insane is there gonna be Counter-Strike 2? Counter-Strike 2 is coming out yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been hearing about it I'm like oh, really like, it's really exciting it, it, actually some Valorant players might be coming back to Counter-Strike yeah. because of that wow. so it's, it's really cool to see I used to play Counter-Strike that was that was like my transition game between yeah. Minecraft and and Osu actually okay, so okay, okay. Fire in the hole indeed. <laughs> yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't yes. forget to catch them. Lastly, shout, shout out. Do you want to shout out some people? Yeah, shout out to the entire team working hard right now to build out the convention center. You know, they've all been hard at work since Monday to basically build out the, the, the Disney Antitest theme park that we have. So shout out to everyone there. I just, I just want to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Vivian. All right, she's so lovely, so sweet, and she's actually... She's here with you? She's uh, uh, at the hotel, okay. oh, but okay. she was actually the one who got me into Osu. Hey. I, I met her only like two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. But online, she used to play Osu ar around 2011, and she created a beat map that I ended up watching on YouTube, and that's how I found out about the game. Mm -hmm. It's like like the stars aligned for us to meet, oh and, and, and I'm just so thankful for that. And how does a gamer have a game? Like, like you know, how you gonna holla at a girl? I wanna know this. How'd you holla at Vivian, man? <laughs> that's, oh man. So we, we ended up, uh, we met each other around two years ago uh, in uh, Anime New York City. It's a convention uh, located in the Java Center, uh, New York City. And um, I was playing a rhythm game. I was playing a uh, a game called Genshin Impact, which um, some people may know of. Uh, it's we were actually invited to uh, what's called Conquest in 2022 uh, because of Genshin Impact. It was really awesome. But I met so many different friends there, and I actually met Vivian there in the artist alley. And she was cosplaying as one of my favorite characters from that game. So I wanted. I asked her for a photo. I was like, Oh my God, can I take a picture with you? A sword. I, <laughs> <laughs> I uploaded that to Twitter, and at the time I didn't know who she was right I, I just wanted to tweet it out but people on in the Osa community saw that photo and recognized her like oh my god she's this old she's uh, she's an old player from 2011 and they started messaging her like oh, you just took a photo with BTMC there's no way yeah you got you got to talk to this guy so later that day I, I didn't know any of this was going on later that day I tweeted out like hey I'm, I'm having a last-minute meetup about to head out front of the convention center and Vivian came up and she was like hey I, I wanted to formally introduce myself I don't I don't really see many Osu players in, in New York anymore so we started talking that's when I realized who she was she basically introduced me into the game uh, back in like uh, 2013 yeah. yeah and we're full circle there oh my gosh. so that's when we started talking and, and eventually made things official and their hearts are now beating as well it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insane oh, hey man wow. so you know, shout out to Vivian we'll yes. see you at the event congratulations it's early as now congratulations and continue to yeah. provide a great great venue for all the gamers mm -hmm. and hopefully take over the world that's yeah. the main thing just oh. the beginning. Yeah, just trying to get a good space for people. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank Amazing. you very much. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are watching and listening to us. My name is Rico Robles. I'm Taylor Rivera. Thank you guys for watching. We'll catch you again. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you, fellas. You guys. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Thank Anytime. You.